0: Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. This morning I want to talk to you um, from the wonderful eight verses that we just heard from the 12th chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans. The Apostle Paul, I've always thought, is the great explainer of the Christian faith. He's the great explainer. You know, the gospel writers tell the story of Jesus: his birth, his life, his teaching, his death, his resurrection. Then the Apostle Paul in his letters takes the stories of Jesus and explain what all that means for us. His letters follow this familiar pattern. The first part of it is explanation. He explains the great doctrines of our faith. Sin, death, baptism, communion, resurrection, second coming. And he explains things in the context of Jesus' teaching. And then also in the context of the law and the prophets. Then having explained it, he applies it to us. This is the therefore section of the Apostle Paul's letters. He says... Having told you all of this therefore go do this they're all the same they follow that same pattern so he's saying since Jesus has done this for you what's a reasonable response to expect from you having heard these truths this is the message of Romans 12 1 through 8 and it's not just theoretical or theological it's very practical Romans 12 applies directly to each one of you today. So that application goes like this In light of the great mercy that God has given to you through his death, through the death and resurrection of his only begotten Son, mercy given by the forgiveness of all your sins, mercy given. By the promise of eternal life through faith in Jesus what is a reasonable response that God can expect from you what's a reasonable response to all of that the obvious response after hearing about God's great mercy is to respond with our worship isn't it we respond with our worship we fall down and thank God for what he's done for us The Apostle Paul in this 12th chapter of Romans gives us three ways that we can respond with worship to God. And the first way is this, offer your body as a living sacrifice to God. This, he says, is your spiritual worship. Another translation says it this way, this is your reasonable service to God. I love that. He say, you want a response to the great mercy of God? This is a reasonable response. Offer your body to him. Although throughout history, many have given their lives as martyrs for the cause of Christ, the apostle Paul calls us to offer ourselves as living sacrifices for the cause of Christ. In other words, to live every day for Jesus not just to die for Jesus, but to live for Jesus. He doesn't just want 10% though, which a lot of us flinch at when we hear 10%. He wants all of us, the whole enchilada. He wants it all. Think about it this way. When the offering plate comes by today, take it from the hands of the usher and put it on the ground, on the floor, and jump in the offering plate. He wants you to offer yourself your whole self to him. You know, you say, here I am, Jesus. I offer my life to you because you gave your life for me. Offering yourself as a living sacrifice means serving Jesus every day, wherever you are. At home, of course, first of all, at home with your spouse, with the people you love, with your family, your kids, your grandkids. And then, of course, at work, when you go to work, serve Jesus by serving others. And then here at church also. You know, the call to be a living sacrifice is a call to be loving to others as Jesus has loved you. It's a call to give mercy as Jesus has given mercy to you. To give as you have received. To forgive as you've been forgiven. Remember, when he calls us to do something, he always gives us the power to carry it out. He doesn't just leave it up to us in our own power. He'll give us the power to do it. Just pray, Lord Jesus, as you give yourself to me, I offer myself to you. Show me how and where to serve you today, and please give me the power to do it. This is your true spiritual worship. Giving yourself in service to Jesus. Your reasonable response to the mercy that Jesus has freely given to you. The second way that we offer ourselves in worship is to offer our minds to God. Paul writes in Romans twelve two, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your minds. Renew your mind. You see, there's a daily battle going on out there. And I know you're all familiar with it. The daily battle is for the control of your mind. We're bombarded with images constantly in all kinds of media these days all kinds of media. And that, and that media is grounded in the world, the flesh, and the devil. In Romans eight, the apostle wrote, the apostle Paul wrote, that the mind that's set on the spirit is life. But the mind that is set on the flesh leads to death. And so as your mind goes, so goes your actions. So goes your words that come out of your mouth. Like I've told you before in a sermon, I learned from my dad, what goes into the well comes out in the bucket. What goes in comes out. So what you feed through your eyes and what you feed into your ears goes into you and it's gonna come out in your living. In your doing, in the words that come out of your mouth. When your mind is set on the flesh, your speech and your thoughts and your actions will reflect it. When you're only focused on yourself, your actions become more selfish. And you'll begin to seek ways to tear down people as opposed to building them up. When your mind is set on Jesus, your life and speech become to look more Christ-like. When you feel, it makes sense, when you fill yourself up with Jesus, what's going to happen to you? You're going to reflect him in the things that you do, and the words that you say. So how do you offer your mind to Jesus? Well, you can begin by taking an inventory of yourself. What am I feeding myself every day? Where's my mind focused? What am I looking at? What am I listening to? And then ask Jesus to show you what's beneficial for you and what's not. And then to give you the power to let it go, to let go of the things that are hurting you and your relationship with him and others. Try to include some devotional time When you read the scripture or devotional work materials, then the word of God comes through your eyes and into your heart and Jesus speaks to you that way. Talk to Jesus in prayer, fellowship with Christians, go to Sunday school or Bible study. Offer your mind to Jesus and you'll be transformed and your mind will be renewed. The mindset on the spirit is life and peace, the Apostle Paul says. What he's offering us here is peace of mind. If you're looking for peace of mind, this is where you find it, by offering your mind to Jesus. Take my mind and let it be, like the old hymn says, consecrated Lord to thee. Let the Lord work in your heart and in your mind to transform it. This is a reasonable response to the mercy of God for you. This is your true spiritual worship. And and last of all, after offering yourself, your body and your mind, offer your gifts to God. Verses three through eight, the apostle Paul writes in summary, whatever your gifts are, offer them to God. All gifts are equally important and equally necessary to the proper functioning of the body of Christ. Your gifts are important. So whatever you're good at, offer it in service to the body. If it's serving, if your gift is serving, serve. If your gift is cleaning, clean. If your gift is encouraging, encourage. If teaching, teach. If giving, give. If leading, lead. God has given all of you gifts. This is one of those things, one of those callings that we can't weasel out of. He's given us all gifts, and he's called us all to use them in service to him and his people. And our gifts are given to us, not just for our personal edification... You know, not just so that you can be smug about being all gifted. Your gifts are given to you for the good of God's people. You're gifted so that you can be a gift. You're blessed so that you may be a blessing to others. We're gifted so that we can be useful. God wants to use us in service to him and to his people. I believe you will agree with me that we're so blessed to be part of Christ Church, where there's so many people with so many gifts to share here. So many gifts to share. It's like here at Christ Church, we have this huge spiritual gift buffet that we can draw from, right? It's like this big buffet of spiritual gifts. And, um, And you can be blessed, come be a part of it, and feed off the gifts that God has given to his people. And if you really want a blessing, then add your gifts to the buffet and let people be blessed by the gifts that God has given you. I know that there's no greater blessing, especially that the world could offer, but there's no greater blessing than to take the gift that God has given you and put it in service to the people of God. It's hugely rewarding. When you offer your gifts to God, this is your spiritual act of worship it's a reasonable response to the great mercy that god has given you recently i was visiting with the man he's a real character this guy and we were talking about the scripture and he likes to challenge me with the scripture he's he tries to come up with you know uh scriptural loopholes to talk about and uh And he told me this that day. He said, You know, I agree with most of the Bible. And I'm like, Uh oh, here it comes. (laughs) He said, But I have a problem with the Apostle Paul, which I thought was funny because that pretty much wipes out most of the New Testament, right? He said, I have a problem with the Apostle Paul. He said, Some of these things, some of the things that he says are just too much. They're just too much. I don't feel like normal people could ever measure up to what he asked us to do. And I thought about it for a little bit. And then I told him, you know, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think we can't measure up to the, some of the things that he asked us to do. But, but, you know, Paul calls us to a different plane, doesn't he? The Apostle Paul calls us to not just live within our capabilities. He calls us to be filled with the Spirit of God and reach higher than we could ever do in our own power. The Apostle Paul calls us out of ourselves and into the service of Jesus, empowered by him and his Holy Spirit. By faith, the Holy Spirit lives in all of us. The Spirit will empower us to do what Jesus calls us to do, Especially the impossible sounding things that the apostle Paul talks about sometimes. The kind of lifestyle that he calls us to live. The spirit will, call, will empower us to do that. To live as Jesus lived. To do the things that Jesus did. Jesus himself said when the spirit comes we'll do what he did and even greater things. Because the spirit of God lives in us. If we will simply ask him, then we can do all things through him who strengthens us. That's the promise in the word of God. And when, the, when there's a promise that Jesus gives us, you can count on it, he'll do it. He'll help you to live outside of your basic means and to live in his power. So today, In light of his great mercy that's been given to you, will you, empowered by his spirit, offer your body and your mind and your gifts in service to God? This is your true spiritual worship, the apostle Paul says. This is a reasonable act of service to what Jesus has done for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.